Welcome to Season 5 of Talking Home Renovations with the House Maven. I'm your host, Catherine McPhail. I am an architect practicing in Massachusetts. My passion is old houses, new technologies, and sustainability. Previous seasons of this podcast have featured many vendors, subcontractors, architects, designers, covering many aspects of renovations and hiring professionals to help. In this season, I'll be focusing on collecting even more renovation stories because we can all learn from each other and I just can't resist talking to people about their houses. In this episode, we're talking about the challenges of dealing with structural issues in a brick house and the importance of getting young people interested in maintaining the old houses. Liz and Tristan Bowen spoke to me about their 1868 brick house in Xenia, Ohio. I met them through Instagram, and their Instagram is their house name thornhill.house, and they can also be found on Facebook at The Thornhill House. They share information about their journey and their story about bringing this brick beauty back to life. Here's my conversation with Liz and Tristan. Well, thank you for coming on the show. Well, thank thank you you for having us. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, so tell me the story about your house. You just bought it in January. Is that right? Yeah, so we bought it in January. Um, We it's kind of been really like a four year process um, Hmm. in a way. So when we were we were high school sweethearts, um, we've been dating. Yeah. We met in driver's ed. We've been dating forever. So and we've always we've always loved old houses. We grew up watching Chip and Joanna Gaines, all those HGTV, you know, all of those. And we were always a little weird with that. We always we knew that we wanted to get our jobs, get an old house. We knew that that's what we wanted to do. So it kind of felt like a calling. And then we four years ago, we were had just been married. We were getting ready to buy our first home. And Thornhill was actually on the market then. Um, Hmm. It was in it's kind of hard to believe, but it was an even worse, worse situation. Then the front two parlors had completely collapsed. There were Hmm. crazy overgrown trees ivy all of the side the roof was in even worse shape than what it is now so it was definitely not anything that we should have been considering then but you mm-hmm. kind of see something yeah. and your heart says yes you need to do that um yeah thankfully our realtor talked some sense into us and <laughs> said you guys you know yeah sure it might be in your budget but you, it's not in your skill set yet so don't mm-hmm. do it hold off and so we did we got another house in town. It was a great house, had just been fully updated. And it was also an older house, but it wasn't Thornhill. It wasn't that house. So we then yeah. watched it for a few years and saw the previous owners. There were a couple of estate sales. Uh, we actually never were able to make it to any of those estate sales, just with work and other commitments. Um, but we watched mm-hmm. it. And this this last fall and winter, we really decided that it was finally time to maybe make that step. We had been in our house for about, you know, four years. It was kind of time. So we started looking and for whatever reason, all of the other homes, those doors would just be shut and it just wouldn't be the right timing. We would miss out on it. Maybe we put in a bid one day late. Things just didn't work out. And we, and we had still always loved Thornhill, but we thought that the owners would never be selling it that had purchased well, right because they just bought it right mm-hmm. so it was you know well we missed out on that one but there's going to be another old house out there for us 
the funny thing is actually Thornhill was a, a developer. He was a builder in town. And most mm. of the houses that we looked at and loved and wanted to purchase, but it just never worked out, were actually houses that he had built. So it was kind of just interesting to, to see that. Did he build from the same plans? Was it a similar house every time? No. Or? Well, it's a few. So with that, his family actually, his sons, I believe it was, were mm -hmm. architects themselves. And oh. so that uh, lended to similarity in, in design. They, You had minor features here and there that were very similar. Like mo most of them, for example, are that brick construction home and then the trims and the trim styles really are the same. Uh, and yeah, he makes sense. Yeah. And he, and a lot of them, they are beautiful, beautiful mm -hmm. Victorian homes, but he built them as rentals, which is really neat to mm -hmm. think about that. He, you know, they, there might be a set of, you know, twin houses. Maybe there's three in a row that are the same. They're lovely. They're gorgeous, mm -hmm. but they were, they were his rentals that he would build. Um, him and his family. Yeah. So he actually, there are two different historical districts. Well, there's more than two, but there's South Detroit Street Historic District in Xenia. He built mm -hmm. many of the houses that are make up that district. And then there is the Third Street Historic District as well. And he did a lot of those homes. So he wow. really had a huge role in developing Xenia and kind of creating the yeah. look that it has. Yeah. Interesting. Busy guy. Yep, mm -hmm. he was. Yeah. So had it been a farm, it had been probably a farm area before with if it had so much land for new houses. Yes, it was a farm area. Yeah. Um, the house, our house, Thornhill, it was part of the land grant after the Civil War that he received. Hmm. So he received quite a bit. And then throughout time, he just developed it. So there's a neighborhood behind our house. There was also a school Spring Hill School in Xenia was land that he had donated and mm. built the school on. So there was a lot of, you know, he had, it was a farmhouse at one point, and then he just developed around it. Mm -hmm. Well, that's very interesting. So you decided it was time to move out of your house. Yes. Yep. And it was, we had missed out, lost out multiple houses. And I remember it was right before... I think it was the day before New Year's and I was laying in bed and I was like, God, if you want us to have a house, just drop one in our lap. And <laughs> it was just kind of one of those like flippant, just, you know, I need I want an old house. Come on, let me let me get one. And so the <laughs> next day, the owners of Thornhill posted on Facebook that they had reached the end of their rope. They had tried really hard, but it just wasn't something that they wanted to pursue anymore. And then mm. they were really looking to sell. And I was the first wow. person to message. I happened to see their post 10 minutes, I, ten minutes after they posted it. And so uh. I messaged them. So we went to go see it two days later with the house. Um, we were going to go see it one day after messaging, but a pipe had burst. And so they had to do some cleanup with some of the pipes um, and the water that had spilled down through the, you know, first and second and the basement floors. So they cleaned that up. We went to go see it the day after. And we as soon as we walked in, we knew that it was what we were supposed to do. And mm. we um, went into escrow a couple days later once the banks opened up after the holiday. And then we were closed by Friday. So it was wow. it was a really quick six days, six day 
That's amazing. That must have been a dream come true for them if they if they were done, you know, just be like, yep, we're out. They weren't living there, I imagine. They were. They were living in the house for three years. Oh, oh. So they were don't know how they stuck it out. They were tough, but it was it was just time. Everything fell into place. Mm. You know, that feeling when you well, you you do know it because I'm sure you had this feeling. That feeling when when you get on Facebook and someone says, like, your favorite house is for sale and then you Mm -hmm. just want to get to that house before anybody else. Yes. And you assume that there are going to be hundreds of people wanting to buy the house because Mm -hmm. you want it so badly. Yep. (laughs) Were there other people who wanted it at the the same time or? There were. There were quite a few uh, different interested families and people. Um, Thankfully, because I was the first to message, they honored that. So we really had first dibs. It was just. I know that there were other people that would have snatched it up just like we would have. Um, So Mm. we were just so, so lucky that everything worked out with the timing and seeing the post, messaging them, and then everything working out on our end, too, with the the banks and organizing all of that kind of last minute, you know, so it was it was an event for us, for sure. (laughs) So, yeah, that's amazing. Well, you know, it just proves you might as well just ask for what you want. Exactly. I mean, yep. why not? Why not ask? Put it in the universe. Yeah. Are you there right now? Are you living in the house right now? No, we were. We are thankfully able to keep our house that we have in town as well. So we have that house that's our primary residence. And then we have Thornhill that we can go work on. Mm. That way we can have that kind of separation between work and work and home which really helps the, the sanity keep yeah. <laughs> keep everything separate. So we're busy. but <laughs> You're busy. You're busy. And, and taking um, Thornhill to the next level is not your mm-hmm. only job. Right. Correct. Uh, are you doing all the work yourselves? Or are you contracting it out? So we're actually trying to do everything ourselves as much as possible. So my background before I was an insurance adjuster was construction. I did residential for a couple years, and then I also was a land surveyor. And so Hmm. through doing these uh, different jobs, career paths, I've made a lot of friends. Um, Mm -hmm. One big help is when I was a surveyor, I uh, made friends with a structural structural engineer. Um, Oh, yeah. Good good people to have as friends. Yes, they are. Yeah, they are. (laughs) I, I was just texting him before we got on here, so... <laughs> um, so he's helping us mm-hmm. with uh, the uh, issues that we're running into with the house. Yeah, so. but it, and that's another part of it all too. We have we've met so many amazing people who are willing to you know share knowledge, and you know we're still willing to do the hard work, mm-hmm. but they're there to kind of give us that leg up, that boost when we need mm-hmm. it. Your big issue with the house, at least from your Instagram account that I can tell, is the stair. Or it's like the whole left side of the house is five inches lower than yeah. the other yeah. part or something. It, oh. The the brick on that wall. So it is a full brick structure. And the brick on that wall was not kiln fired. And oh. they dug out to put in the boiler system. And that just water has soaked up through the basement. I mean, old houses have water intrusion issues anyway. And then that brick not being kiln fired, it is just soaked up like a straw all the way to the attic. So with that whole wall mm-hmm. and that's where the failure really is. And there are two doors, um, doorways, really just one on top of the other. 
So the first mm-hmm. floor room has a doorway and then the second floor has a doorway for the bedroom above. And those are the weak points. And that's really where that droop, that droop happened. Um, thankfully, mm-hmm. you know, we are friends with the, the engineer. And so he he really thinks that it's it's going to be a lot of work, but it is salvageable. It, crazily enough, every other wall in the house is still plumb level. So mm. we only have yeah, one that we've got to deal with, which is amazing. Um, but the yeah, rest of good. it is is really sturdy. It's only what is it now? It's only three months or so for mm-hmm. yeah. three months after you own the house. How are you planning what to what to do first? How are you going to tackle a project? Yeah. So the biggest thing that we've had to do first was just get the basement cleaned out, <laughs> um, mm. get the basement cleaned out, really see where the wall failure was you know, be able to dry it out, make sure everything was was able to get aired out and dry. So that was a huge it was it was packed. It was floor to ceiling, just decades and decades of stuff that has been Mm. wet, moldy, gross. So we finally are really done with that part of it. We still have an old dryer to remove and then we need to piece out the old boiler. It is way beyond repair and then we'll be getting that mm-hmm. out of the basement as well and then the basement's completely cleared out which was a huge huge hurdle for us just to get done um and then after that we'll be putting in we'll be working on doing some foundation repair tuck pointing we have to put in the temporary walls before we start working on um so it'll be temporary walls on the side of the house that is drooping and then we will remove the drooping wall layer by layer with the brick and then we'll build it back. I don't think we're going to build back with brick. We'll probably just do stick framing on that, but that that's kind of the goal right now. We're also working on figuring out the gutters, the roof, but really right now we're just focusing on the foundation. Well, you know, they say stabilizing the house first and getting the water out of the house, keeping it out is a good first step. So when are you planning on moving in? How long do you think it'll take? We're we're hoping to be living there in two years. Mm-hmm. Living um, there in two years, and then fin- finished. Are you? I mean, the question is, are you really ever finished with an old house? Right. But but really, everything mm-hmm. that we want done, completely finished in about four years. There will still be projects, but yeah. living there by two years—that's kind of the the goal right now. Okay, and then is this the first house you fixed up? It is. Yeah. Yep. It's kind of a big one to bite off. It is a big one. But well, yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing is, you originally listened to your realtor mm-hmm. and then you did it anyway. Pretty yeah, much. Exactly. So we, <laughs> okay. we we just took that time to do more research into it, learning more about historical materials, mm-hmm. historical construction, you know, really took that time to kind of educate ourselves. And thankfully, there's so much information out there that if you want to learn, you can. Yeah. But we really felt confident this time. You know, if we didn't know what the answer was, we've made enough connections by now to be able to reach out and ask. Mm-hmm. So it, it mm-hmm. kind of settled our fears about it. What What's your favorite thing about the house? Mine personally is the uh, the red glass and the uh, front front two doors. Uh, mm, yeah, those doors are beautiful. <laughs> just kind of the uniqueness of them and. From our understanding to to be able to replace them, uh, oh yeah, that'd be it, a lot of money. 
it's almost impossible. impossible. Yeah. As there is only one, one fam- family-owned business in the world that that is known to really do it, and it's in Germany. Yeah. So, and is I that, think you mean the red, the red glass, you right, mean? with the etching. So we, and there's probably more, but the the one that we found that still does it is in Germany. I forget what it's called, but if we mm-hmm. ever needed to replace it, it would be be quite the adventure. But you know, it and those doors are one of my favorite things too but then i love all over the house there's floral motifs so in the etching there's floral designs in the wallpapers that were used you can see the floral aspects there's different um, i believe some of the original paper or painting on the ceilings is still visible i think it's the original i haven't really been able to inspect it but it's just beautiful ivy and i love plants i love gardening and yeah, from too. what we've collected and seen throughout the house, the other owners and, the, and you know, the Thornhills did, too. Mm-hmm. So it's just neat seeing those and seeing that this is a place that you can kind of just go go wild with those botanical elements and designs and bring it back. So that's kind of yeah, my definitely. just all of that is my favorite. The whole thing is my favorite. Yeah. So. So this sounds pretty fancy for just a um, for a developer house. Was this his personal house? Mm-hmm. It was. Oh, okay. So, yep. yeah, because how tall are those doors? They look like they're, they could be nine feet tall. How tall are they? I think they're nine. Uh, Do we measure? Yes, they are. They're over nine. I, I want to say like it was an odd number, like nine, eight, nine, seven, something like that. The house, as it has been settling, but has it been lived in this whole time or was it abandoned for a little while or? It was lived in for three years before we purchased it. Um, well, right. But before that. And before that, sounds it, like- it had been empty probably for, um, it had been owned by the same family for about 40 years. And I don't think it had been really lived in since the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. So it had, so. it had probably had over a decade, decade and a half of nobody being there stuff was still stored there and they would still go over get things but nobody was really living in it for quite a while did that i mean did they keep the water out during that time or was i mean the roof <laughs> no intact or it, it was so the the roof not. was in put near shambles at that point the main the main water issue has can really come from no running sump pumps and mm. then you had water coming in from the uh, downspouts dumping right at the foundation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there was so six inch, six inch downspouts. Yeah, know, put off yeah. a lot of water. And then the grade of right next to the house too was angling towards the house, yeah. so everything was settling there. And you had these massive downspouts from these box gutters just dumping yeah. water. Um, yeah, but yeah, so it was not. It was not kept up during those those Mm. years so it's Mm. thankfully it's she's still standing she's still standing and along with that there was also the ivy so the ivy did a lot of damage to the brick on the shadier side of the house so we're missing two windows upstairs they're they're really gone um and then the the brick on that side is really in the the greatest need of tuck pointing and fixing and as well as spalding repair yeah so there's quite a bit on that that's really the worst side the side mm-hmm. that's drooping is the side that also had the ivy so that one really got hit the get that side really got hit the worst mm. 
So what are you going to do with the siding on that wall? So we believe at one point there would have been a carriage house. Uh, most houses had them, uh, prominence had them back in the day. But the reason we think that is due to the amount of historic brick that is just all over the property. Mm-hmm. And, and it's pretty much all in fairly usable condition mm-hmm. uh, for just being stacked and not even just stacked, just piled in, in places. Yeah. Um, hmm. And I've shared that with a masonry friend of mine who told me it it, it appears to be perfectly good to use. So yeah. we'll, we'll be able to go through and uh, where the spalding is too bad, we'll be able to replace. Oh, good. Or yeah. if not, if not need of replacement, we'll pull out the piece, turn it and and retuck point it into place. Yeah, so one of the perks of the yard not being cleaned up ever was that the bricks are all still there. So we've got yeah. piles of usable mm-hmm. bricks that we can use. And Perfect. So, and they match, they're the right color, right age. So it's really just a gift. <laughs> it doesn't really look like it, but it, it's definitely going to be also, going to that stage. Oh yeah, hard to match that kind of thing. Oh, it yeah. is. Also push come to shove, there's a secondary structure that if, needed we would take if we if we had to to steal some bricks there's a second house it's not really a second house but there's another structure behind the main house that has three rooms we believe it was used for farm hands when they would come um during harvest Mm. but if we have to we can you know take some bricks from that and then fix the main house but we should have everything that we need Mm -hmm. what are you going to do with that house eventually do you think guest house airbnb just a little extra getaway place in-laws never know so yeah that's perfect did you grow up in town in the same town so we we grew up about 25 minutes away in a town uh, called wilmington ohio just south of here and it was close we would come to xenia i mean Mm xenia has always been you know just north a little bit and slightly slightly bigger yeah uh, city so more more to do than what wilmington had growing up so but yeah, and then memories we, here and there. Yep, you know we've really come to love it, mm-hmm. and that's one of the reasons why we were really comfortable getting Thornhill and committing to stay here for a, yeah. a good chunk of time because it's just really grown on us. The people are great, yeah. friendly, welcoming. To add to, add to that, uh, not to mention the the there seems to be a movement going on in this town of the care for the historical side of this town. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's really amazing to actually be a part of that. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, there's a great group mm-hmm. of people here mm-hmm. that really love old houses and are really putting in the work to really try to, to save some mm-hmm. and to bring them back. And it's right. great to be a part of. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of great old houses in Ohio and Indiana, oh. especially. What year was yours built? 1868 was... Uh, the oh, first that's year, right. That's right. Yep. First year is on the tax documents. Yep. Interesting. Okay. So is there anything that you have been surprised to learn along the way that you'd want to share with anybody? I think the biggest thing that has impacted me is just the need for younger people to get involved with these houses and the historical societies and small towns in general. Mm-hmm. Um, coming into it, you know, really living in Xenia for a couple of years, not really getting super connected with town, things going on. Uh, but 
you know, then getting Thornhill and then really purposefully trying to be more involved with those groups in the community. And it's needed. There needs to be another generation of people who are coming and and willing to take these on and try and people who are willing to learn because you you have to keep there has always has to be another generation getting ready to take it on. So we're really excited and to see Um, it seems like there is like he was saying, there seems to be a really good group in Xenia that are trying. There's younger people who are into it, getting involved, um, getting these older houses and um, just really being willing to put in the work because just one person can make a huge difference. One person with the drive to to be there and show up, take pictures, make posts. All of those things do a huge can be a huge help to these smaller groups and different communities to kind of bring awareness to those. So, yeah, in between seeing the house for the first time and then buying it, you were learning, you know, how to deal with old houses so what were you using as a source for that so we like youtube youtube is a big one youtube is a big Um, one we're both super researchers we will spend you know 20 30 hours to do something that takes you that takes you an hour yeah Um, so we we like to research so youtube is huge forums mm -hmm. facebook pages Really, just anywhere we can pick up any tiny crumb of information. We we really search podcast, you know, just listening. Um, it's mm-hmm. kind of important to immerse yourself in it if you're trying to fully understand it. So, you know, listening, reading, seeing, um, it all kind of works together. We're just really excited to keep going and keep learning. We, we're just really blessed to be the ones that are, have the the ability to be the caretakers of this house. It was such an important part of Xenia's history, just the fact that the man who built most of the houses in the historic districts lived here, and then his house was the one that was forgotten about. It seems Hmm. kind of wrong, but we're excited to bring it back and to have it again as a place where people can come and see and keep that history alive. Thanks for listening to the podcast. I wouldn't be able to do this without you, the listener. I invite you to join me on Instagram at Talking Home Renovations, where we are building up a friendly community. Other ways to get in touch are in the show notes, including the weekly newsletter that includes photos from the episodes. It's kind of worth signing up for that. Talking Home Renovations with Owls Maven is proud to be a member of Gable Media, the most engaged AEC network on the planet. If you're into architecture, check out what the network has to offer at gablemedia.com. That is G-A-B-L-M-E-D-I-A.com. Until next time, take it easy.